If you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of your, your dieting, if you're tired of starting a new weight loss program just to fail again, then you've come to the right place. Hey ladies, welcome to the Fit Women Hub podcast. My name is Alex Yehorov and I'm the founder of Fit Women Hub and what we do here is we help women over 40 to lose 20, 30, 50 plus pounds and keep it all for good. The entire mission of this podcast is to help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s to lose weight and keep it off in the most sustainable way with nutrition, fasting, keto, and everything in between. So make sure you subscribe for future episodes. Alex Yeherov, how are you? Thanks for coming on board, buddy. It's great to meet you today. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We're so excited being on your show. Yeah, no, uh, me, me too. We've just had a really great conversation. This is one of those episodes where it's a, it's a first time meet. And I always really enjoy these because we get to find out stuff. I obviously had a little look at what you do. And it's very much in alignment with LPT and mastering you. And I can see that you're very much the same as myself in that, you know, fitness, nutrition, very important to you, but you're very aware of just how important you know, the, the other areas of life, your mindset, your personal development are into making those, those smaller uh, micro elements, that, you know, really, when we look at it, that, you know, the, the fitness is, is often seen as the, the big thing, right? But often, really, they're the micro elements to a far bigger picture. Is that something that you've, you've really found over time, as you become a, a coach for, you know, how long have you been a coach for now, Alex? I've been coaching for about two years, but I've started my the weight loss journey, the health journey back in 2012. So the journey was Oh, yeah. Long. I want to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So the backstory, right? Well, uh, most of the people starting their weight loss journey when they overweight or fat or whatever, right? I found myself in 2012 where I was depressed, where I was very toxic and negative, where I had multiple, I was skinny for, to, to begin with. I was skinny. I didn't, ha- I was, uh, didn't have the confidence, the energy, the vitality. I worked nine to five at the job that I absolutely hated. And I didn't like anything. Life was really, really miserable. So it's not like I hit rock button once and then that's it. No, it uh, throughout my life, it happened multiple times, but that was one of the spot. And what I figured it, I also had multiple addictions such as drug addiction. I was abusing alcohol six times a week. I was drinking ton, ton of beer, smoking two pack of cigarettes. Uh, what else? What kind Play- of age were you at this point, Alex? Uh, if right now I'm 34, 2012, it's roughly 24 years old, 25 years old in my twenties. Yeah. And yeah. to be honest, in my twenties, I felt awful. Uh, even in my teens, like 19, because I was drinking prior to that. Right. So, uh, and what I figured is I decided to start at least, I, I figured that at least what I can do is maybe go to the gym and build some muscle so I can get feeling better, a little bit healthier and actually more confident with the opposite sex, for example, and just, just in general socializing. Right. Because again, I was skinny. I was, uh, not that moody all the time and not that happy in all areas yeah. of my life. So that's, that's the first step that I started in 2012. I started lifting a little bit weight here and there. And as I was going about this process, I started gaining some muscles a little bit. Uh, but then I started noticing that I'm gaining fat. And this is where I figured that nutrition part, exercise is important, but without nutrition, proper healthy nutrition, you might not feel good as you thought it would be because fitness and health ended up being completely different two things that I start learning and digging about. So after that, obviously I've been doing different kinds of diets, paleo diet, uh, bulletproof diet, keto, and just 
crazy stuff like 12 meals a day bodybuilder style so to speak but this is where i started with and i felt awful always bloating always just just don't do that guys just don't do that and <laughs> the things became better when again i start finding the nutrition and making those my own nutritional principles that worked for me mood started becoming better uh, the more lean muscle i mean start burning fat uh, everything starts slowly improving, not in one day. It didn't happen like, hey, nutrition fixed. That's it. Now whole life is perfect. Again, life was getting in the way multiple times. And I found for myself intermediate fasting about five years ago or six already, I guess. I found intermediate fasting and that was a big game changer for me again, for the health, for the weight loss, for the appearance, for the just just freedom from not consistently thinking about food, consuming food, doing the dishes, doing the groceries, et cetera, et cetera. So especially back then when I didn't have a wife, right now my wife can take care of that. But back then it was really hard, right, uh, for myself. And the last component that actually triggered was the mindset. And people think that strategies are important, the most important part, where in reality, 80% of a success comes from the mindset and only 20% success comes from the strategies. Now, don't get me wrong. Strategies meaning how, meaning mm. how to lose the weight, how to exercise, how to eat properly, how to fast, how to whatever biohacks you're doing, right? It, it is important, but it's 20% mechanics. 80% is actually the mindset there. Uh, you got to uh, align your belief system. You got to have your vision. You got to have, and I believe we're going to talk today about that for quite a while. But the point is everything start actually clicking for me when I align my mindset, my psychology with how, those. How did you come to that conclusion though, Alex? Like, you know, what was it like one day it hit you or was it like um, a series of struggles that, that, found you down the route of of trying to improve your mindset what how, how did the, the mindset thing occur to you it was a series of struggles and it was even binge eating behavior where i would go and do my healthy keto and it was awesome i finally figured what works for me and then fasting and it was perfect for weeks and weeks and weeks and then i would slip into old behavior again to eat garbage and overeat and binge eat for a few days for example so uh, as I told you before, prior to this call, I told you that I'm big time into self-development, not only into health uh, and weight loss and things like that, big time in the self-development. And this is where it always shows up, no matter you buying the course or coach about the business, how to build the business or relationship or emotions, everywhere it shows up that mindset is important. And this is where I start digging into that, start buying different books, again, different meditations, visualizations. Oh my gosh, I've done a lot of this inner work and slowly that start priving me to actually changing my, uh, my old self. I break the pattern of being the old self and start shaping uh, me towards the way I wanted to be consistently because it's all we're talking. It's about getting lasting results. I think you notice some of the clients, they just lose weight and gaining it back or just not clients, just people around the world. Mm. Everybody is losing weight, but to stick to the things, it's supposed to be lifestyle. You're supposed to reframe your own self, change the identity, uh, you can say this way. So that was the biggest one for me. Yeah, we see see it so much, don't we? The 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 gaining weight, the losing weight. My my belief is is that education does play a big part, and understanding what you're doing on the journey to losing weight, like why, like understanding. Okay, well, I'm following this plan. Like it seems to me, a lot of people will, will just go on a plan and just it'll be like, oh, am I losing weight or am I gaining weight? Whereas that should you should already know in advance because if you're knowing what you're doing 
and you're knowing the principles behind what you're doing, if you're knowing how you're tracking, then there, there shouldn't really be much guesswork. It's a bit, it's a bit like if you're an accountant, you don't just guess what the profit and loss is at the end of the month. Like you, you follow the numbers and, and you're plugging them into the spreadsheet. And so I think, I don't know about you, but I believe that education is, is really crucial. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is to hopefully share some wisdom, you know, so that people, when they, when they have a bad week, they, they know why they've gained weight because of their behaviors. Yeah, exactly. I mean, analytic is one of the part of the seven-step formula that yeah, that I use. I have, I've created sort of, of the body mastery roadmap, and maybe we'll dive a little bit uh, into this roadmap later. But the analytics is one of the steps which is uh, crucial to, in order to make the lasting change and see actually what's working, what's not, so you can eliminate what's not working and install what's working. That's for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, l- listen, let's get straight into it. Um, yep. So th- this... So this is your, is this your 12 principles? No, 12. It's, I have 12 principles of nutrition, but I would rather start from this, uh, the body the roadmap. mastery roadmap. Yes, yeah, because it. it's more about mindset. And after that, you already have this mm-hmm. tactic like nutrition, this, 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 you know what I'm saying? So uh, that's the, the body mastery roadmap. It's a seven step to creating lasting change. It's actually seven steps to lose weight and keep it actually off. That's my main focus. And of course, you down as you go with that, you will improve your health and stick to the good habits and whatnot. So step number one, I always want to, uh, and in the past, I didn't have this step to be, to be honest at all. Now I put it uh, in the first step uh, because it's forgiveness. You have to embrace your failure and forgive yourself because believe it or not most of the people who are tuning in right now we all fell off the wagon we said we're going to commit to the daily exercises physical physical activities whatever the case might be maybe you promise to yourself that you're not going to eat this garbage food and then you again eating that and then we all gone through that you have to understand you my friend not broken you are human being you're not a human doing so the point what i'm trying to make is you have to realize that it happens. It did happen in the past. I don't care what happened with you in the past. And even with me, to be honest, uh, I'm not trying to be rude. I just trying to no, explain I re- to I really you. like this, this first step. It's, it's um, you know, a lot of people's first steps like, tend to be sort of the, the same. It's like, you know, create your vision and create your, your, your goals and what's your why. And, but I think starting with, because let's face it, most of the people are stuck in the past. And yes, and you're yes. basically saying, listen, like we can't deal with that and li- until we just forgive ourselves for, yes, you know, let's stop being so hard on yourself for whatever you've done in the past. You know, it doesn't matter. Let's move exactly. On. The past, Tony Robbins say the past does not equal the future. And I found it for myself completely true. And again, even Thomas Edison, it took him 10,000 failures, 10,000 attempts to create the light bulb that we use right now worldwide. And what he, he reframed that he actually said, hey, I found 9,999 ways how you're not going to make the light bulb. So there is always some positivity yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you keep on learning from your mistakes in the past, you're forgetting yourself, not beating yourself up because well, if you go, yes. Also, what, what I would say, and for people listening is, you know, what will get you somewhere doesn't mean that that same, that same method will get you somewhere else. Right. So, yeah. you know, you, the, a plan or a certain nutrition plan or a fitness plan that may, may have worked for you, for you at a time in your life, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you again, you know, 10 years later, because you're, 
you know, obviously our metabolism slowed down, our, our, our lifestyles changed, the amount of time that you, you have to dedicate to training will change as you get older. Um, you know, so you're, it's very likely that you kind of need to review your whole system, your whole sort of training. Again, analytics, analytics, yeah. again, as I was saying. Mm. So the step number one, again, is simple. Forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up. But it doesn't mean to lower your standards and keep on binging or whatever. No, you're actually aware that you failed in the back. You forgive yourself truly. And I'm talking about you sit down and really spend 30 minutes with you, with yourself and really forgive yourself try to let it go. Otherwise, there is no reason to go to the next steps. But uh, let's dive to the step number two. Step number two, which you also already mentioned, a couple of my steps already. Oh, you mentioned sorry, because sorry. They're, they're crucial. I mean, you might didn't know them, but they are crucial. Step number two is to here's where you need to create the vision. You need to create the your uh, outcome for you. What are you, what are you looking for, for this uh, specific, how your body going to look like, how you want to feel. You have to create the vision because even Arnold Schwarzenegger said, and I like it. If you don't have the vision and if you don't have the goal, you're going to be just drifting around and you're never going to be happy and you're never going to go anywhere. No, never going to get anywhere. So the point is you have to have your vision. You have to have your goal and your goal better to be smart. The acronym SMART stands from specific, measurable, achievable, because a lot of the time people just put this huge goal. Hey, I want to make $1 million in a day or drop one, 100 pound, pounds in a month. It's not sustainable. Don't Goal supposed to be specific, measurable, again, analytics, and uh, achievable, supposed to be reasonable, it's supposed to be timed. You're supposed to have some kind of the deadline. It doesn't supposed to be perfect, but it's your vision at the current time, something that's compelling, something that's waking you up in the morning. And that leads me to the step number three, which is get leverage on yourself. Leverage yourself. You need to create, instead of, you need to turn your shoot into the must. Oh, I should to reach that goal. No, you have to make it absolutely must. And the way you're doing that is by utilizing the two main forces that control in human lives, which is the pain and the pleasure. And the point is, all we're trying to do as a human being is to avoid pain and to go uh, to the, get as much pleasure as possible. And sometimes those two things might be uh, tricking you because you might link a lot of the pain, uh, you might link a lot of the pleasure to eat the cake. And at the same time, you might link a lot of the pain to do workout. And now pain and pleasure uses you instead of you uses it. You absolutely have to reframe that in your head. And again, everything I say is actually uh, applicable. It's actually steps uh, for practical applications. It's not like you just tune into this episode. And again, okay, I've learned so many things. Learning, my friend, is not enough. You absolutely have to apply. And applying, not enough. Eventually, you have to master it. Basically, what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say is third layer is to live that daily. So whatever I'm saying, please put time, mark in your calendar, set up the time to forgive yourself, set up the time to write your vision as specific as you can, 30 minutes uh, after this podcast, or just pause and do it right now, whatever the case might be for you. You might be driving the car, you might be working right now, but at least schedule that. If you put it in the schedule, this is how you're going to build momentum and those slow steps will be, will adapt. And, uh, uh, the step number four is basically what what was it step number two we've gone step oh step number four is the big one as well obviously you probably heard about things like uh, limiting beliefs you probably heard those voices those this noise inside your head and uh, sometimes it's hard to separate those beliefs those thoughts those voices those demons whatever you call them it's pretty much pretty much same uh, those patterns 
And what I want you to do is to, it's also a practical step. You see, I wanted you to uh, sit down. It doesn't supposed to be like meditation on itself. It can be done in meditative state. It can be done with your eyes closed and just tune it in the neutral music. So nothing bothers you or just get your journal and start tuning in from time to time. As you go about your day, you just listen what's going on in your head. Because a lot of the time there is going to be some voices that's going to be saying, Hey, this diet not going to work for me. These things that Alex saying, I actually already tried that and it didn't work or it's new method. It's weird. I don't want to even try. Why would I try if I already failed so many times? Now, mm. this is one of the example of those voices. It can be, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Hey, I always fail in the past and all my life. So it's not going to work. Or I will start tomorrow. This one that I, I went in this trap uh, for few years when I was doing binge eating, I would stop. And then in a week, I would like hear the voices. Hey, one more time, Alex, I swear, let's do one more time. Let's go and indulge in this cake, in this condensed milk and bread, everything that you love. Let's do it one more time. I promise it's going to be the last time. Believe it or not, that's the lie. This demon, this voice, this pattern, limiting belief, whatever you call it, whatever you believe, it's all correct. It's lying to you. It's tricking your mind. You need to dominate your mind. So you need to keep an eye what's going on in your head. It's your head and you're supposed to dominate there. So that was step number four. Now, step number five, we already touched about that and Matt talked about it quite a, a lot already. It's analytics. You basically, oh, sorry. Step number five is modeling, uh, creating the game plan and start taking small actions. This is where... Uh, you probably already seen somebody in your life. It can be online, can be offline. Maybe it's your friend or somebody outside who already achieved the success that you're aiming for, who already creating these lasting changes, who not only lost weight, but actually feel great and keep it off long-term. You might find this celebrity or this person from your neighborhood, whatever the case might be. You just, uh, what you need to do is to model their success. Basically, it doesn't supposed to be the crazy plan. Just find what's dieting patterns they do or nutritional patterns, as I like to call them. The word diet doesn't really resonate with me, but the point, or what exercises they do or how, what are the beliefs they have? And then you slowly start creating your own plan and slowly starting taking action starting from now. I mean, right away, you put it on schedule. Maybe you hire the coach uh, online or offline. Maybe you got the gym membership. Maybe you buy meal plan or find online for free. Whatever the case might be, I want you to start taking physical actions, not only mental that we've gone through so far, which is very, very important, but also in physical in this real world where you need mm. to start applying something. That was step number four uh, out of the seven steps. I'm almost done. Step number five, the one that we've talked about a lot, actually, it's analytics. You absolutely need to see what's working and what's not working because uh, believe it or not, Many times people would go on a diet and they're not going to even measure how do they feel. Now, the skills, it's not always the best way to, to measure progress, but still, at least you might weight yourself. At least you might feel how is your digestion? How is your sleep improving? You have to absolutely track things because... Uh, if you don't know what's going on, you're not going to be able to see that things working or not. And you're never going to get anywhere. You just got, it was step number six, analytics. And now the last step, step number seven is actually when you see the data, when you see what's working, what not, when you see this 
working out system doesn't work for me. This nutrition, I don't feel, I feel indigestion, inflammation. How about I'm going to change that? Or my weight is increasing or I'm not losing or even better than you look in a mirror and your weight might be the same, but your proportion of the body is changed. You see you more muscular or toned and you see uh, the you feel better then of course keep this one and just remove things that didn't work that's step number seven remove things that don't work and keep on working and refining what's working for you now i have the 12 nutritional principles that we can dive later but the point is uh, this is where i'm more talk about nutrition and some fastings and things like that uh, but that's the seven steps of the body mastery roadmap that map that i used for myself that i share on my social media platforms that i uh, utilize with my clients and whatnot and that's something that creates uh, lasting change which is i'm actually after yeah, I, I, that's that's awesome. I love the fact that you really emphasize taking action all the way through all of those steps, because you know, for anyone listening, it's just so important. You know, you, you, you even all of those actions, you, you're probably going to struggle with some of those and they're not always going to go right. But, you know, it's only through taking action that you're going to learn what's going to work and what's not going to work. So, yeah, fantastic. Also, like for anyone, um, you know, I, I've seen your transformation, Alex. It's amazing. So. I mean, just out of curiosity, like what what did a diet or, or life not life what, is, what did your diet look like before you kind of made your transformation? What was a typical day? I mean, you mentioned obviously you were involved in like sort of alcohol and maybe drugs or whatever, but like nutrition wise, what what was that looking like? Well, back then I did know that there is actually something healthy and unhealthy at all. So I'm coming from the Russian family. So we eat a lot of the bready stuff, potatoes and things like that. Ton, ton of carbs. And don't get me wrong. I'm not okay, not against the carbs, even though I'm doing keto most of the year. The point is I ate a lot of low quality fats, obviously, and a lot of the breadiness, all of that and sugar and things like just like normal person, you can say the Russian style of the junk food, right? and mcdonald's you know uh so and then when i started tuning in i start listening the fitness gurus were start saying to me hey you eat rice you eat lean chicken and that's pretty much it six to twelve times a day sometimes protein <laughs> shake and i thought like i don't feel healthy also like i didn't feel healthy back then when i was eating mom mom's food quote unquote and now i'm eating this healthy fitness food and i'm always bloating i want to yeah. throw up like something is wrong here you know and yeah, th that that was probably the worst. And after that, again, intermediate fasting and more like low carb principles, uh, keto principles, paleo even, uh, or keto or bulletproof afterwards, that tuned in for me really, really well. And I found it, it works, I don't know, perfectly, at least for me and with the people that I work if it perfectly. I'm not pushing the ketogenic diet for somebody, it might not work again, but that's, that's the point. You try for yourself and then you say to me, I'm not going to, push you or or force you to do something you know better than me what eventually going to stick for you what's going to create lasting changes right i can provide you the uh, game plan but then eventually you tune it in or or i tune it in with the clients whatever so that's that's yeah i think and what's so important for people listening is, is it's not often it's very rarely a case of the diet doesn't work it's as a black and white rule it's a case of the maybe the diet doesn't work for you you know, at your particular time, that that same diet, like we said earlier, you know, things can change in your life, like, a, you know, a keto diet for some people, you know, with, that can be maybe a little unsocial or like, whatever, like, however your lifestyle is, if maybe you've got, 
you know kids and stuff and uh, like you can't imagine like going that low carb then that maybe doesn't work for you now but maybe in a few years time it does so i think because i think that's where people kind of get confused because they think when you hear this it doesn't work or it does work it's the the sort of saying the diet doesn't work ultimately it's the best diet let's face it is the one that works for you with your goals and around your lifestyle and your genetics and your activity levels and your you know whatever it is you want to achieve so just just on that let, let's dive into these seven nutrition principles 12 12, 12. oh wow you seven treat, steps guys. Seven, seven steps, steps. for the roadmap and 12 should, nutritional principles yeah, 12, so you're in for a treat guys here we go yeah again i just want to make it clear that most of the year i actually doing myself i'm doing uh cyclical keto meaning three to four months i'm doing keto clean healthy one and then for about a month, I'm going out and I have clean, healthy carbs. I'm not talking about junk food, McDonald's, KFC. I'm talking about good quality carbs, uh, such as potato, uh, buckwheat, a little bit of rice, uh, pumpkin, things like that. But that's not the point. What I'm trying to say is I've created 12 nutritional principles and it's not necessary. It's not for keto. It's not for not keto. It works for both. Uh, and that's what I want to share. Now, there is seven I'm. I cut them to seven gifts and five poisons. Obviously, we're trying to avoid as much as possible right, humanly okay. poisons and add as much as possible gifts. But it doesn't mean that you need to do all of it at once because you're going to overwhelm yourself and you maybe even die. <laughs> so the point is, uh, let me probably start with the, uh, with the uh, gift. Gift number one is very simple. Uh, I recommend people... Uh, as much as possible to stay organic, to go non-GMO, to, to have pasture-raised, uh, grass-fed, grass-finished, uh, as much as possible, as clean as possible. If it's fish, it's wild-caught and things like that. Now, I, I do understand that for somebody, it might be pricey. And for somebody in some countries, you just might not have this option. Well, again, we're not perfect. I'm saying at the best of your ability, first of all. Second of all, for those who think it's expensive, yes, it's a little bit pricier, but as I'm going to share with you uh, other uh, gifts, you will understand that you're going to save money there so you can allocate to the towards the quality of the food and not the quantity of the food itself. So first step is very simple. Again, go as clean as possible, organic as possible, grass-fed, grass-finished, and things like that. Gift number two is important. It's fiber. And I'm mostly talking about soluble fiber. I I understand not everybody eats vegetables, but I give you some other options. What I wanted to say prior to that is if you want to be healthy, if you want to energize and be energized, and this is 12 nutritional principles, not only for weight loss and keep it off, it's also to get healthy, energized. And I think the quality of life is even more important than the longevity, which is you're still going to get. Uh, it's kind of the combination of both. So Take care of your gut first and your gut will take care of you. Believe it or not, our body is made of 100 trillion cells. We're made of cells and roughly a little bit more, 50 to 100 trillion, I would say, depends on different uh, statistics and different people. Each of us has roughly the same amount of the gut bacteria and all the bacteria that cover our body, our skin, they actually part of our immune system. They do so many things that if I'm going to dive into the topic, it's going to take too long. But the point is you need to take care of your gut biome. Those are good bacteria, mostly. 
And what they eat, they eat something that we don't eat. They eat fiber. This is where soluble fibers come in. Fiber coming from the vegetables, uh, fiber that cannot be digested uh, in our uh, digestive tract and goes to the intestines where the gut biome lives. And this is where it gets breaking down and they create a beautiful, beautiful fat, beautiful butyrate and uh, short-term fatty acids, which are really important and healthy and things like that. Again, I'm not going to dive too much into that. What I want you to take care of your gut and they will take care of your health, of your weight loss, of your mood, and even of your sleep because they affect so many things. I've seen so many studies that gut biome is just, uh, just a very big uh, topic. And the best way to add is to vegetables. Obviously, vegetables, the chia seeds, the flax seeds, the chicory root. I personally have those every single day things, trying my best at least. Again, we're not perfect. So my friend, take notes from this call, uh, apply something, don't apply everything, don't get crazy. It took me eight, nine years of this transformation, health, uh, weight loss, whatever. So it doesn't mean you need to chunk everything at once and do right away. I would not recommend that. So uh, the next thing is I would recommend is obviously add good quality omega-3s and omega-6s. And yes, some of you might say, what, omega-6s? Everybody says it's highly inflammatory and it's so bad. And yes, if you do in Western diet, obviously you have uh, roughly 20, 30 times more of omega-6s in your body than omega-3s. The point that I'm trying to make is the perfect balance between omega-3 and omega-6s. That's what's important. That's not a lot of people talking about. Now, you eliminated garbage uh, oils. I got it. But now you still need to get those omega-6s and omega-3 in a, a good proportions. And the best proportion is uh, omega-3 to omega-6s is roughly uh, 1 to 2, 1 to 4. Not like Western diet, 1 to 50, 1 to 20. No, that's not healthy. I agree with those people who are saying that and the studies and whatnot. So what I recommend is to consume good quality uh, omega-3s coming from the uh, plant-based. Again, chia flex seed, look how they are applicable here perfectly. Plant-based diet, whatever in this case works, uh, vegan. Now, if you're not vegan like me, then go for the animal uh, omega-3s. The best choice is salmon, sardines, anchovy, mackerel, and hearing. Those five seafoods for five fishes contains a ton, a great amount of omega-3s. And at the same time, they naturally preserve there by antioxidants that uh, have in this real food compared to if you buy omega-3s in the bottles, they're going to get oxidized and they already sell 70% of the bottles on the market. When you pick it from the shelf, they're already oxidized. They're rinsed, but people don't know that. Again, it's just a little bit, I'm diving too deep. So let's... Yeah, you can you can sometimes <laughs> test, can't you, with, with, a, with a taste test. Um, I don't know if you've ever done that. It's disgusting, but um, it, it, <laughs> I have done that and it, it does work. You can definitely test, taste the difference between certain qualities. Yeah, I did. I haven't done that. I just completely eliminated the oils coming from the fish oil peels. So I just use their food now. Again, flex seed. I have chia seed and I have this, uh, the fishes that I mentioned. So uh, that's my take on the number three. It's uh, add omega-6s and good quality fats coming from MCTs, coconut oil, flex seed oil, olive oil, avocado oil, sesame seeds oil. That's a perfect, perfect match. Now, number four gift is uh, it's testing. It's again, analyzing the data. Same as in my roadmap. 
But here you're analyzing the data. Hey, I was eating this food and that food. How do I feel? Do I feel blurry? Do I feel gassy? Uh, do I get a good sleep after eating this specific food? Because that something works for me doesn't mean something works for you. If I eat mm. avocado and for me it's perfectly and everybody says it's healthy, I got it. But you have your own system, your own gut biome inside and many other things. You might eat that and it might create inflammation into you, for example, right? So you see you actually getting water retention and inflammation and pain, whatever the case might be. The point I'm trying to make is you better do the food sensitivity test, the blood test uh, at the doctor, or at least track yourself. How do you feel when you start applying these nutritional principles? How is your sleep? How is your life uh, changed? That was number four, 12 principles of nutrition uh, testing. Number five, uh, number six, and number seven, they're going to be similar. It's where you're mostly focusing on giving your body rest and repair. Believe it or not, most of the people on the planet Earth, we eat 24-7. And even when we don't eat, when we sleep eight hours, we actually, our, we eat before the sleep, right? We eat before the sleep, and then it goes through the digestion process. Your heart pumps blood more rapidly. Your insulin is skyrocket. Uh, even if you're doing keto or whatever, your still insulin is going up. And your digestive system working all night long. And then you wake up, what you do, you're going to have your breakfast again to complete to, to complete the cycle and keep on doing this thing. Now, your digestion system needs rest, my friend. It needs repair. It needs to cleanse. It needs some autophagy, some many, many things that I'm going to touch really, really quick. So uh, number five is to uh, not, uh, don't eat three, four hours before sleep. I want your last meal would be depending on your schedule, but three, four Sometimes even five. I do personally five hours before sleep. I don't eat, but I understand for some people it might be too much. Uh, three, four hours before the sleep, it will improve your circadian rhythm because now you will digest prior to the sleep. And now you will wake up and have lots more energy just by adding this one little tip might help you. Now let's move to the tip number five, nutritional principle number five. And it's not also related to similar topic. It's not snacking. Listen, my friend, you think that most of the time you eat three times a day. I would share you the story and maybe you think you have two snacks and that's about it. Like I eat only five times a day, three main meals and two snacks. I will tell you the quick story about my mama. Uh, we have a vegetable garden, we have fruit uh, garden, we have different fruits and whatnot. And during the summer, as I'm passing my mom, she always would grab some cherry or the strawberry, just one. And she doesn't know that this spiking your insulin, turning on the digestive system again and stopping you completely. I will repeat, completely stopping you from burning fat. Now, between the meals, there is no better way to burn fat. That's your opportunity to mm -hmm. burn fat, to get recovered a little bit. But And what you do, you pass in, uh, I don't know, the shelf, the table uh, on your kitchen table and you grab this little, uh, little walnut, piece of walnut or the chair or just a little bit. You don't even calculate that as a snack sometimes. What I want you to do is sometimes is eliminate completely those little bites of little things. You still can have your snacks, but uh, for me, it's better to have a little bit bigger meal where I have my snacks together to with my dinner, yeah, for example, yeah. comparably. And I've seen studies where they took people, uh, 15 people, and they eat exactly the same amount of calories, but mm -hmm. one of them had a before sleep uh, snack. And another one, they actually had the snack together with them dinner or lunch, whatever that was. Now, just by doing that, one group lost uh, eight pounds more within a period of three, three months, I believe, where the other ones didn't lose that one. And 
it's uh, kind of really important for me. No snacking, don't eat before sleep. And uh, that leads me to the, uh, I guess, last one uh, in the gift. Uh, gift number seven is to also repair, recovery, give your body some time rest. I'm talking about fasting. Now, there is a lot of kind of fasting. There is, and I've done them almost all of them dry fast there is fat fasting there is protein fasting there is bone broth fasting very good for digestive system by the way and there is uh, alternative fasting and intermediate fasting now the most common is intermediate fasting and what i'm trying to share with you for those who never done that and afraid that you're going to die without food if you go like 12 16 hours that's not going to happen my friend and if you start doing that slowly and you know what in fact, don't do it every day. I don't want you to fast every single day. I want you to skip breakfast. For example, very simple, skip breakfast from time to time. Today you had breakfast. Let's make it fun. Let's tomorrow just simply skip breakfast. Or at first, if you're just starting with that, just reschedule your eating window where you don't have breakfast at eight, let's say in the morning, but you have nine, 10, and you slowly increase that. And then you might shrink your window to eight hours of eating window or six or even sometimes do OMET, which is basically I, one I, meal a day. To in, sorry to interrupt. I, I like that um, for people listening who haven't done intermittent fasting. I think that's a really good um, mindset reframe because a, a lot of people who haven't done fasting before, just, just the word puts them in threat. Like that yeah. puts them, their reptilian brain starts going like, you know, but um, if you if you talk about it in the positive, in the the eating window instead, and yes. you're like, oh, this is this is the window of eating, then it's like, oh, okay, cool. That's that's something to look forward to, as opposed to I can't eat for this amount of time, like because that's that's the way intermittent fasting is most commonly sort of talked about or marketed is yes. you have to not eat for X amount of hours, as opposed to your eating window, which I think is a really good point. Yes. And also, again, reframe it. Remember, this is the gift. I put it not in the poison column. I put it in the group of the gift because you're giving your body rest, uh, rest from digestion. Recovery is happening in your different types of the body, your cells. And remember, we talked that we've made of uh, trillions and trillions of cells. Now, each cell during the, your window when you're not eating, intermittent fasting a little bit, skipping your breakfast, each cell going to be rebuilt a little bit. The mitochondria inside of the each cell, which is the power energy houses, which is really important for us, right? Have energy. They're going to start uh, rebuilding itself uh, and eliminating different junk parts of itself and basically created their stronger cells, the healthier cells. It's like, look at it like genitary crew that is coming and it's want to do the job where while you're not there. You need to get out of the house, meaning not eating, and let genitory crew, which is the autophagy, all of this recycling, uh, will come and clean up the garbage, clean up all of the mess that you left, and it will give you energy and vitality, longevity, improve the quality of your life. And of course, weight loss, weight maintenance, that would be working perfectly about that. Um, yeah, that that was the seven, seven gifts. And nice, now, I like it. Yeah, let's dive to the five poisons really quick. Yeah, uh, shall we do it? So poison number one is pretty simple. And most of you already know that. But again, I want to remind you guys, everything you're listening is not about for you to know. I don't want you to be the master of knowing. Uh, oh, I know that. I know that. I want you to be the master of taking small actions, not crazy plans, not crazy, perfect things, but slow, uh, slowly and Steadily improvement will lead you to success in life with your body, with your business, with your relationship, whatever the case might be. So number one poison that I 
nutritional poison that I uh, recommend people to cut completely or el eliminate completely or cut back on is processed foods. Now, there is a lot of processed foods that are good for you, uh, and, but most of them not going to be good for you. And one of the example of the good processed foods, uh, it would be, for example, uh, Dutch cocoa powder. Uh, Dutch cocoa powder, they use process where they enhance during the process, they enhance with uh, potassium, their cocoa powder. And now it gets even better than it was before persons start processing that because now you get in the free, uh, great quality of potassium and we need electrolytes like magnesium, potassium, obviously, right? Sodium. So that's one of the examples where processed food might be good. What I'm talking about, mostly I'm talking about processed foods, uh, that garbage and filled with uh, almost nothing your body can digest properly and uh, things that additives, different fillers, preservatives, chemicals, toxins, flavor enhancers. Uh, there is many, many things. So you better avoid those typically, typically packaged snacks. Typically it's desserts, bread, uh, ready to eat meals and uh, sugary drinks, things like that. Those are the main one. But to make it very simple for you to give this simple, simple tip is to try to look at the label of the food, whatever you buy. The less ingredients there, the better, my friend. The less crazy words that you cannot even pronounce, the better for you. For example, let's take a look at avocado. You get avocado, how many ingredients there? There is one ingredient, only avocado. Now, that's not very processed much, right? I think that's more uh, created by nature for you compared to if you get some snack or if you uh, get the, some low quality meat at the grocery store, like dairy, daily meat. Uh, so that, that's one of the eliminate or drastically reduce processed foods from your diet. Now, number two is to uh, eliminate or drastically reduce consumption of wheat, bread, and sugar itself. I'm not going to dive too much into that. Everybody knows that sugar is bad, is addicted, and really better to avoid that. The wheat and the in the bread, uh, the bread itself, the, the main thing that I want you to avoid the bread is because of the gluten. And gluten is the protein found in the bread. And what it does, it's actually disrupt the ceiling in your digestive system, in you. Uh, and uh, what's they're supposed to be there. All of the gut biome, everything that's there is supposed to stay there. When it's leaking through your gut and what gluten does actually and create the celiac disease, it's called. Uh, it's open the hole in your gut and the stuff that's supposed to be in the gut is leaking from, uh, from the gut and it creates a lot of the inflammation because your system, immune system sees that and it sees it as an enemy is something that doesn't belong there and it attacks that and it creates inflammation you don't feel good you don't sleep good you're getting overweight your health is dropping and we don't want that so please just reduce or eliminate completely bread wheat uh, sugary stuff now the next thing i want to touch on it's uh, crucial it's uh, fat the quality of the fat is matter. Remember, we're talking about the fats that you want gift, to give to your body. We also have the fats that we want to completely eliminate or drastically reduce from our diet. I'm talking about highly omega-6s, low-quality fats that, uh, that actually oxidize easily when you heat them, especially canola oil, sun, uh, sun, uh, sunflower even oil. I used to love sunflower oil, but don't fry on it. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about soybean oil, everything that's very cheap and put everywhere in the shelf, you better eliminate those processed fats, those trans fats and hydrogenated oils because 
that's good for uh, sh- they make it shelf stable but they not necessarily know that it's bad for our body that our body our cell cannot digest that properly it doesn't know how to deal with that and it might stick in your body for many months uh, uh, before it's going to be metabolized and actually uh, partially metabolized and actually reduced from your body completely uh, through detoxification process. So just avoid those uh, low quality oils, low quality fats and replace them with the one that we already recommend uh, talk today. Now, the next one is something that people probably will hit me in the face if I say, but (laughs) please, please. And it's not about because I'm keto, but if you let me put it this way, if your goal is to lose weight and keep it off, if you're stuck in a weight loss plateau or um, yeah, maybe weight loss plateau could be, you better cut back on fruits, not eliminate them completely. If you on keto, then most of the things you will eliminate definitely. But the point is cut back on them. Believe it, I will explain. There is four reasons why, but I will touch one of them really quick because I can talk too much of it and <laughs> just need many interviews many times for a big call, long call. So the point is, Fructose is different from standard glucose. Fructose metabolizes differently. Now, when you eat some glucose, for example, you eat some potato. This potato goes through the process and it uh, have chance to get burned uh, uh, as the energy or get stored in the muscle glycogen, which you can use during workout, during walking, during any activities that you do. It gets stored as a glycogen, and that's a good carb in this case. Now, when we comes when it comes down to the fructose, fructose metabolizes differently. It uses different pathway, a different bus, uh, I would say, and uh, it goes to the liver. And at a given day, for different people, a different number, roughly from thirty to fifty grams. I would say more forty uh, grams of fructose can be metabolized. Uh, in our liver, everything else, and I repeat it, everything else will get stored as a fat, adipose tissue fat in your body. If you want to lose weight or you just got this last few pounds and you consume a lot of fruits, I would recommend not just remove them completely, but at least cut back because again, I already explained. You, you recommend the, 30 to 50 grams max. Is that your... Of fructose a day top. Yeah. For different yeah. people, different number, but I would more stick to 30 grams uh, in this case. Of fructose, not carbs. I'm not talking about yeah. carbs. Yeah, just simple the carbs. fructose based. Yeah. Yes. Based uh, just fructose. And there's going to be and, some fruits that are going to be better than others. If of course. Yeah. Obviously, strawberry would be the best. I'm doing keto and I can consume one cup of the only one fruit that I can fill the whole cup, even strawberry, I can have only half, blueberry only half to be not kicked off the ketosis. But the uh, raspberry is the best fruit uh, if, that when it comes to the uh, raising your blood sugar and uh, the fiber and the uh, actual fructose content. So raspberry. Raspberry is the best, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, raspberry, uh, blueberry, strawberry, they're the ones that we tend to recommend at LPT as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the next one, uh, again, there is more reasons about fruits. I'm just not going to touch that too long. But the next one uh, is number five. And the next and the last one is to eliminate or cut back of one of my favorite food as well. I'm talking about dairy. Why would you eliminate dairy? Why would you 
why would Alex say that you might ask if dairy is keto and everywhere people preach and it's good, so eat this and that. Again, every diet can be done wrong, even the keto. If you consume garbage fats, if you consume uh, inflammatory proteins, a lot of dairy, it's not going to fly. Same can be with the vegan. You might be vegan and you might do the things wrong and that's why diet might not work for you. But anyways, the point is, poison number five is that I recommend eliminate or dramatically cut. Back on it is dairy. And there is main there is few reasons uh, into that, even if because the usually dairy has a huge amount of hormone of growth. Uh, and number one, usually it's highly, highly processed and very low quality uh, to begin with. And it's like a gluten and dairy cause actually opioid response for some people, uh, like a drug. So I actually was addicted to the dairy. I love all kinds of dairy and I used to consume it a lot. Now I cut back and mostly focusing on the butter. And I will explain why, because the main problem with dairy that I have, the main beef is coming from the casein protein type A1. Now, I'm not going to explain what's type A, type A1. The point is the casein protein, and I've seen so many studies linked to the huge amount of inflammatory. And if you didn't notice, everything I do with my dieting patterns, fasting, by the way, when you don't eat food, we're obviously lowering the you know, inflammatory, right? You're not getting any food, which is great. So I'm consuming healthy foods and do sometimes fasting and not snack and things like that because I want to keep my inflammatory low uh, and uh, inflammation, sorry, inflammation low. And the um, casein protein that's found mostly in dairy, uh, cows, uh, things like that, it's create a lot of inflammation. And that's what most of the people, the people I worked and talked with, they have, sometimes they have pain in digestion, many things related, not only to lactose, but uh, there is a lot of the downside in the consume a lot of dairy. Now, the, the one good thing that I would recommend eat from the dairy is butter. Butter is, is perfectly good, uh, especially because it doesn't have the protein, right? Casein protein. And if you still want to go for the dairy because you absolutely love it, for example, like me, cheese, sometimes I would go and I would have the goat or the, uh, what's the sheep uh, aged uh, cheeses, uh, things like that. They usually break down. Why? I have to confess. I just had <laughs> this <laughs> just one, right? Before this podcast. Wow. That's awesome because I just uh, had some cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and if you can, cakes. if you consume in the sheep or the goat one, it's uh, actually has the other type, uh, protein A2, which not, doesn't have A1. And the beef mostly comes from the A1, the studies have shown. So in this case, that's a better way to go. Also, if it's aged, like pepperoni, romani, cheese, different cheeses there. If it's aged, aged is better because it's breaking down partially already lactose and things like that. It's going to be easier for you to digest. Again, I want to repeat it really, really quick, guys. That's not the perfect nutritional plan, not per principles. You don't need to apply everything I say yeah, to the T. Yeah. As much as you can, you slowly will build up. One good habit will uh, bring you towards to another one. And that's how I build my life. Regardless, it's weight loss, regardless, it's business or personal life or food things. I slowly did it, not in one day. For some people, that's going to work. They just throw the, all the garbage and start eating all of the good stuff. For me, it didn't work like that. I'm not going to lie. It took a lot of years, many many problems, many obstacles, many learnings, a lot of investment in myself and practicing. Forgiving myself multiple times. Remember step number one from Body Mastery Roadmap. Forgive yourself for being a human. Now, that doesn't mean you lower your standards and now you just eat garbage and do this. No, you raise your standards back 
based on your vision, on your goals, you create those rules for yourself. Hey, I'm not going to eat that or I'm going to improve this or exercise, whatever the case might be. And slowly, step by step, you're improving upon that. Yeah. Ah, oh, wow. Amazing. I uh, really, I mean, like you said, that there's, there's a lot there. Um, I, you, most people listening will probably want to re-listen again. And if you didn't make notes the first time, make notes because Alex, uh, as Alex said, it's, it's all about taking action. So what, what my advice is to anyone listening is what is the, the habit or the, the advice that Alex has just shared that you feel most confident in taking action on first, you know, what just just go with it and just you know and it's and this thing is it's about experimentation and finding out about yourself and you know implementing these things giving it a little bit of time before you decide oh this doesn't work or whatever you know give it some time um a week or two weeks you know just just start to notice the difference and like you said alex like how am i feeling like don't measure your success just by things like weight loss or whatever you measure you know, how, how do you look at how do you wake up in the morning? What's your skin doing? Like all of those different things, all of those different measurables are so important, right? Yeah, man. I mean, we've talked a lot about that. And the most important is start taking actions because slow action uh, every day will add up. And eventually that's the main difference between successful people uh, and not successful. So go for it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, brilliant. I mean, thanks so much for your time today, Alex. Um, you know, I'm sure the listeners would love to find out more about, you know, where they can watch. I, I've got to say to, to the guys listening, like definitely check out Alex's YouTube channel for sure, because it's awesome. Um, but yeah, where, where should people find out more about you, Alex? Yeah, there is a few ways you can find more about me. There is uh, the podcast show that I host and there is a YouTube channel, as I said. The name for both are the same, which is The Body Master with Alex Yegorov. Now, Alex, I'm not going to spell, but Yegorov is a... Uh, wow, I forgot my surname. Why? A-E-H, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. A-E-H-O-R-O-V. That's Alex Yegorov. Oh, I actually really misspelled it. Okay, yeah. let me one more time. That's okay. So... <laughs> really forgot uh, y-e-h-o-r-o-v and for those who tuning in right now i actually make the special bonus for you guys it's a downloadable pdf file where i put together all of the things that i well almost everything i mentioned i put 12 nutritional principles there uh i put there uh my the body mastery roadmap also for you with the steps and the actionable steps that you are going to follow in order to achieve your success and lasting results and i also add my uh healthier recipes cookbook it is keto i will say but it's something that i uh use in my daily routine most of the time so i think it's a bundle it's actually the body mastery bundle so if you want to find out more about that and download it go to biohackbody.com slash freebie biohack is b-i-o-h-a-c-k uh b-o-d-y.com slash freebie and again if you want to work with me directly just go to byhugbody.com and you'll find more information there fantastic brilliant well what i'll do just to help the listeners out is i'll put all of those links in our show notes so you can you can find your way and you can start your your body mastery um yep. yeah well any last words of wisdom alex same as i always say during the every call first of all Guys, who, whoever tuning in right now is you are a beautiful human being. I'm beautiful human being, mad beautiful human being. I want you to understand that 
we are miracles and we have to forgive ourselves for whatever happened in the past. Doesn't matter what area, forgive yourself and prime yourself towards the better future. Visualize, uh, create your meal plan, uh, or sorry, game plan for whatever you're tuning in life and start taking slow ap- actions every single day. And because I believe in you, I believe in myself. If you can have at least 5% of the belief that I have for you, you're going to achieve it. You're really going to make it. Now, for those of you who want to work with me directly on your healthy weight loss journey, who need more personal touch, who need, or who want to me holding your hand in helping you with fasting, with keto, nutrition, exercises, whatever the case might be, and the most importantly, with accountability and the mindset help. If you want to not only lose weight, but actually keep it off for life, then I have a special one-on-one body mastery coaching program where I personally help my clients to reach their body of their dreams while getting energized, getting healthy healthier and happier in a healthy and sustainable way, which is the most important. Now, I make custom tailored meal plans, fasting and exercise regimen if necessary. We have daily accountability check-ins, weekly video Zoom calls with me personally, and lots more. So to find out more about this one-on-one body mastery coaching program and to book a free strategy call with me personally, go to my website. I will also put the link in the description down below. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love you to leave an honest review on iTunes. It does help a little bit to spread my word out so this podcast can reach more women just like you so we can help as many women as we possibly can to master their bodies, to lose weight, to improve their lives for the good. And don't forget to subscribe to the Fit Women Hub podcast with Alexey Horov for future episodes. I see you there.